I'm Chris Nessie, host of Behind the Mic, Voices of the EPN, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Coming up on episode 133 of Podcast PD, the use of artificial intelligence and large language models in K-12 classrooms raises various questions that touch on things like educational efficacy, ethics, accessibility, privacy, and of course, the future of learning. But we want to get into how is AI going to redefine your role as an educator? Let's start the show. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day, except you're going to have more fun with AJ Bianco and me, Chris Nessie. Let's start the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to episode 133 of Podcast PD. My name is Chris Nessie, at Mr. Nessie on Twitter, and I am joined in this episode by, of course, nobody. I'm doing this episode by myself. AJ had some family obligations, so he's on special family assignment. So it is just me in episode 133, and today I want to talk about Surprise, artificial intelligence, and really want to get kind of right into it because AI has been around for years, okay? But it has really come on the scene in the last 12 months. I'm sitting here recording this on Sunday night, November 5th, 2023, and I'm pretty sure we are coming up on about a year since ChatGPT came on the scene And then obviously the floodgates have opened since November of 2022 with AI tools for the masses. And really over the last, say, nine to 10 months, you have seen so many tools come our way as educators, right? There are so many tools available for teachers that are going to slice and dice and write your objectives and your lesson plans. I just did an episode of House of Ed Tech, where I talked about the overwhelm that a lot of educators are experiencing when it comes to artificial intelligence. And it is perfectly fine to feel overwhelmed and kind of work through it, right? Because as I've said in a number of places, I've said it on this show in the last couple episodes, said it on House of Ed Tech, I've said it on social media. This is the worst that AI is going to be. And you've got to get on board today, right? The best time to get on board would have been a year ago or so. Second best time is going to be right now because it's only going to become more impactful and integrated into what we do as educators. So where do we go? All right. Let's talk a little bit about what we think the role of AI should be. I think this is two parts. First, AI being used by teachers. Okay. 
the large language models, whether we're talking about Claude or ChatGPT or uh, Bard from Google, right? A lot of the AI can streamline a lot of what we do as educators, okay? Yes, you can get AI to help you write your lesson plans, your objectives, generate ideas for activities, okay? But you can go further than that. You, you can do rubrics. You can have AI give you feedback on your lessons. You can have AI write emails. You can have AI respond to emails, okay? You can have AI do whatever you want it to do, right? AI is a tool. AI is no different than a hammer or a table saw or a screwdriver. Those things don't do anything unless we pick them up and use them. AI is very much the same. AI just right, right now, my chat GPT account isn't doing anything because I'm not interacting with it. Bard, not doing anything because I'm not interacting with it. These are tools that require us to use them and interact with them in order to get them to do something. You need to be a prompt engineer. You need to get comfortable communicating with the different AI tools that are out there. And again, there are a lot of tools. I'm not going to name anything specific because they're changing all the time. But a common theme that I see in a lot of the tools is, again, things to make our lives easier as classroom teachers, administrators, there is so much that it can do, right? And that's, that's the teacher piece. But there's this other piece that I don't think is getting enough attention at this present time. Again, November of 2023. And I think this is really going to be the game changer as we talk about how AI is going to redefine the roles, right? Not, not just for teachers, but we also need to talk about and consider students. That's right. Our students need to be using artificial intelligence. Now, you, I know what you might be thinking, Chris, they're, they're cheating. They're, they're already using AI to write their essays and, you know, get an app that'll do their math problems. But it's more than that. The, the, again, cheating, we're not going to stop cheating. Kids have been cheating for millennia, right? So it's, it's not about stopping them from cheating or stopping them from using it altogether. We need to jump headfirst into the students using AI pool. Now, not for everything, okay? We don't show students calculus the first day of math, okay? We don't give students the AP exam on the first day of school. We need to work with our students and get them comfortable using AI, whether it's writing prompts to create art or using it with large language models such as, again, ChatGPT, Bard, Claude. Our students need to develop these skills the same way that you as a teacher need to develop the skills to use artificial intelligence. Because as a teacher, AI is not going to take your job. For our students, artificial intelligence is not going to take away jobs. But the people who know how to use artificial intelligence, they're going to start to get the jobs. If you apply for jobs and you wonder why your resume isn't getting out of the pile of, you know, a few hundred people for positions you're applying for, 
or you wonder, you know, when people read my cover letter, what do they think of me? If you're not at this point using AI to enhance or inspire or assist you in resume writing, cover letter writing, and I'm talking to you, pre-service educators, or anybody who's applying for any type of job, if you're not enlisting the help of AI, you're missing the boat. You are missing the boat. I'll tell you a quick story. Last year, probably uh, less than a year ago, it was definitely in the wintertime, January, February of this year, I saw a job posting for the Jersey Shore Blue Claws, and they were looking for public address announcer for the 2023 baseball season. Now, I have over 10 years of public address announcing experience at the high school level, football, basketball, wrestling, baseball, doing the stadium announcing, not the play-by-play stuff, although that could be fun, but doing the the in-stadium announcing, lots of experience doing that. You'd think, oh, 10 years, somebody with 10 years experience, they must be qualified for that until you go to apply for these jobs. And it's like, send us your resume. I don't have a public address announcing resume. I just have experience. It's on my resume as like things I've done at the schools that I've worked at, but I don't have a resume that showcases all that I've done as a public address announcer. So what did I do? I was in the heat of learning how to use AI and write prompts. So I went to ChatGPT and I said, hey, ChatGPT, give me bullet points that would appear as something that, uh, hey, let, let me rephrase that. I asked ChatGPT to give me bullet points that would appear on the resume of a public address announcer for sporting events. And it gave me a whole list of things. And I said, give me 10 more and give me five more. So I had this whole list of bullet points and I went through them. This is where that human element comes in. I went through this list and I said, oh, I, I do this. I do this. I do this. I do this. Yep. 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 Check, check all the boxes. Yes. These are all things that I've done in some way or another doing public address announcing. Then I had it take those points and I gave it off of my resume, my, my teacher resume, all the places that I had done public address announcing. And I said, help me write a resume using the bullet points you came up with and these things. So I basically designed and I now have a public address announcer resume. Looks really good too. Spoiler, didn't get the position, but I did go far in the interview process and got to audition and send in some audio. But, you know, I was not the selected candidate. The other thing that I did in that process was I took the job posting from Indeed and I took the public address announcer resume. I fed both of those pieces of text into the AI and I said, write me a cover letter to apply for this job, for this posting based on this resume. And it wrote a cover letter for me. And that's what I used to apply. I had told this story to some teachers at the time that it was happening. And I showed the cover letter to the business teacher at my school. And she said, so what parts of this did AI write? And I said, everything between dear hiring manager and sincerely Christopher J. Nessie wrote the whole letter. And it was a good letter. Yes, I proofread it. It, it didn't lie. It didn't make up facts about me. But it, it did what I probably was not capable of or had the time to invest. So to be able to harness the power of AI, again, You've, you've got to, 
go go try it for free, whether it's Bard or Claude or ChatGPT. And from what I've learned about Claude, Claude runs on something very similar to ChatGPT if, if it's not pulling from the same thing, except you can do more and you can paste larger amounts of text and it's free and you can upload PDF files and it will analyze them and you can give it transcripts from YouTube and there doesn't seem to be a huge character limit, okay? But you've got to try. I say that on House of EdTech all the time. Using technology isn't difficult. Using AI isn't difficult. Just give it a try. Just give it a try. Are you trying it? If you are, send AJ and I a message. We can be reached via email, feedback at podcastpd.com or tag us on Twitter. I am at Mr. Nessie. He is at AJ Bianco. You can also tag at podcastpd to let us know what you're doing. Okay. Um, a lot of people talk about privacy and what students are doing and how can we ensure that privacy is protected. And this is a question I have wanted to ask for a very long time. I should probably ask it on House of Ed Tech, which means if I'm asking it here at some point, I will also bring it up to the House of Ed Tech audience as well. If you're in both groups of people, thank you ever so kindly for listening to both. So when we talk about data privacy, here's my big question. Students who are in school and they get their student email address, typically it's not their name. It's like their student ID number, right? At district dot whatever. How much personal information is tied to those email accounts, right? And maybe I'm under the wrong impression. Maybe I don't understand how it works when I use my email or the podcast PD email to go and sign up for something. But the student emails, I mean, their names aren't really attached. Again, I'm under the impression it's ID number at district dot whatever. And there's nothing else beyond that, right? Unless you're going into the student information system and you are, you know, looking up student information in the SIS, <laughs> go figure. But if student uses their school email account to go sign up for something, what pray tell is that website learning about the student? That, they're, that they've got accounts at other education websites? I mean, are they these websites tracking these IDs, right? So I don't know. There's a lot that we give away. There's a lot that these kids give away on their own. So not really sure. A lot of people also talk about, you know, the bias and, you know, is, is the AI racist? Is it giving factually correct information? Sounds like we need to ask students to think critically about the information that artificial intelligence gives them. Sounds like we need to get students to think critically, dot, dot, dot. Gee, it sounds like if they use AI, they will have to think critically. I know that when I was developing the public address announcer resume, or when I am manipulating prompts to create resources for my students or for myself or for others, I have to think critically about what I wanted to do. And if it doesn't do what I want, the first time I ask it a question or give it a prompt, I've got to think about, well, how did I ask it? Let me say it differently. I have to think critically. Why are we depriving students of this current modern scenario environment where they have to think critically in order to do it? We talk about the bias. There's a lot of stuff we throw at kids that is bias, right? Think of what you see in the news and depending on where you live in this country, the kind of bias that you have to deal with, right? I'm not going to name any states, but 
We all see the stories about things that are happening in different states around this country and what is being approved or what is now being taken out of curriculum K through 12 in all different places. It's not consistent. And you know why that happens? Bias. That's right. Bias. Racism. Oh, the AI, it's racist. The AI is not racist. If you ask, it, it, that, That's people not understanding how an LLM works. It's like the world's most giant, most efficient predictive text generator, right? The next word it writes is the most probable word. It's no different than you trying to type into Google what you want to search for and it starts to predict what you're searching for or when you're typing on your cell phone and it starts to predict what words you're typing when you type a few letters. That's not bias. How is our role changing with the integration of artificial intelligence? You know what? AI is going to be not ingrained, but it's going to become ever more a part of what we're doing. Think of your your LMS. You don't think that eventually these AI tools are going to show up in Google? Uh, what, what's that? Oh, that's right. They are, right? Every tool is adding AI. Google, there's AI available in Sheets and Docs. AI is available in Canvas, <laughs> right? It's everywhere. And if you're running away from it, just, just keep running away. Just run away from this profession, right? It's going to stay there. I promise you. It's not going anywhere. Looking at the notes here. Actually, real quick, while I look at the notes here, let's take a quick time out and thank our executive producers. Uh, I want to ask you, if you find value in the conversations that we put together here on Podcast PD, whether it's me and AJ, me by myself, us and a guest, we want to know. Do you want to support our efforts? Do you enjoy the quality content that we create for you? Well, if you'd like to give some value back, you can do that on a monthly or a yearly basis. You can give as little as $10 per month or $100 per year, and you can help us continue bringing you insightful and engaging conversations. And as a thank you, all executive producers of Podcast PD will receive an exclusive podcast pd producer sticker but that's not all yearly supporters will also receive a podcast pd mug and a podcast pd t-shirt if you want to learn more go to podcastpd.com slash executive producer for more information and want to thank our current executive producers holly landez sandy hartman and stephanie scrocky thank you to all of our current executive producers and maybe you will be our next executive producer. So how can we enhance learning with AI? I know this might seem a little all over the map, but again, this all factors into how our roles are changing as educators because of artificial intelligence, okay? We need to think beyond academics, okay? AI has the power to support people in the areas of SEL, social, emotional learning, right? These chatbots, while they are not, well, they, they are emotionless. They're not feeling anything, but there are tools out there where you can have a conversation. And yes, it's, it's, it's with some type of AI, but it's a bot and you can ask questions and get answers and interact with it. But again, you're going to have to think critically about what it's telling you. Okay. AI can provide immediate feedback to us as teachers, to our students, and that can allow us 
to adapt and change and pivot very, very quickly. The bottom line is, again, say till I'm blue in the face, pick a color, I don't care. AI, not going anywhere. You have to embrace it because your role is changing. It might not be changing in this moment, but in the next, I, I can't even say three to five years, AI is going to be ever more present in the next few months, right? You need to take time to learn more about specific tools. And I believe me, I know that there are a lot of tools out there. Google AI in education were great AI tools for teachers and you'll find them. And again, the reason I'm not naming anything specific really is because it's the wild, wild west right now where a tool can be here today and it may be gone tomorrow. So whenever you're listening to this, take the time to do a search for best AI tools for teachers and see what is out there. Because, you know, it's not that teaching is changing, but the way we teach is changing. Remember, teaching and education is an institution. The idea of teachers teaching and students learning, that is going to change over time for sure. But the idea of getting an education, that's not going anywhere, okay? Not going anywhere whatsoever. But how we do it and the tools that assist us in doing it, that is changing. That is changing. Okay. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. I hope you are trying AI. And again, AJ and I want to know what AI tools you are using. Please send us an email, feedback at podcastpd.com or go to podcastpd.com slash feedback and you can let us know your thoughts on AI and maybe how your role is changing, has changed, will change. The conversation is open, okay? We do want to tackle your questions and any topics you want us to cover. So again, you can send those suggestions our way. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Podcast PD, and we will be back hopefully together, AJ and I, on Sunday, November 26th, 2023. I want to thank you for listening to this episode. And of course, you can get to the show notes, go to podcastpd.com slash 133. And if you want to text us, you can text at podcast PD to 81010. That's it for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it and go use AI. That's it. See you next time. Thank you for checking out this episode of Podcast PD. For links to everything that we discussed in this episode, you can visit the show notes at our website, podcastpd.com. To connect with the show on social media, we are at podcastpd on Instagram and Twitter, and we share using the hashtag podcastpd. To connect with AJ and myself, we are on Twitter at Mr. Nessie and at AJ Bianco. We would love to hear from you, so please go to podcastpd.com slash feedback and send us an email, send us a voice message, whatever you need to do. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share it with somebody that you think would get value from it. Word of mouth is the best way to share a podcast you enjoy, and we hope you enjoyed Podcast PD. We appreciate you listening, we appreciate your sharing, and we love creating this podcast for you. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care.